That girl is so dialed into her own wellness world, hustling with her head down, that she fails to realize that community is key. Time and time again, my friends have shown me that I can get so much more done with them than I can without them. The minute that you stop participating in your friend group, you're just gonna make yourself that much more anxious and that much more sad. Even just eight minutes talking on the phone with someone when you are struggling with something can make you feel so much better, can really talk you down. I had a situation last week where things just, I was like really taken by surprise, really confused by something really sad. I bawled for like 30 minutes and then I called a friend. And then the next day I talked to another friend about the situation that left me sad and confused. And she was like, okay, well, I'm sorry that that happened. You're coming over for dinner tonight and I'm gonna cook for you and we're gonna hang out. That helped me recover from said situation so much faster than if I were to just like sit in my bed and cry and be sad. And so I think a lot of times it's really tough to swallow our own pride and be like, hey, I need help. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Back to the Show. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. My name is Lily, I'm your host, and you are listening to 8020. This is the sixth episode in the That Girl versus This Woman series. And I first and foremost wanted to say thank you guys so much for all the love on this series. I know that you guys are really, really enjoying it, and that makes me so, so, so happy because this series is really a... I would say like a turning point in the podcast and I definitely feel a shift and you guys feel a shift too and it's just really cool to see all the positive feedback on the series and just really feel like for the first time this show is like truly making a difference like I know that I've gotten dms like before this series was live but I truly just feel like you guys are resonating so well with this series so thank you so much for just listening and trusting me with your Thursday mornings or whenever you listen to the show and I'm so happy that you make the show a part of your weekly routine so thank you I also wanted to say a huge thank you for all the support on the launch of deserts to mountaintops volume two If you guys have not heard me talk about that yet, I released a chapter in a book and it is called Deserts to Mountaintops, Choosing Our Healing Through Radical Self-Acceptance. And my chapter was titled, I Am Your Friend Too. And that chapter is kind of the inspiration for the series and more specifically this episode. So if you haven't read the chapter, you definitely should. You can get the book on Amazon and um, I'll have it linked in the show notes for you guys. But yeah, that chapter was really an inspiration for today's episode, which is how to find and maintain healthy female friendships in your 20s. And I cannot wait to talk about this because this is probably the most asked question ever, like just ever period in my DMs, in the podcast email and like literally everything. It's how to make friends in your 20s and how to maintain friends in your 20s and not just friends, but like truly like sister level friends And I'm super excited to talk all about that today. Last week, we did a guest episode. And then the week before that, I didn't post because I was transferring podcast platforms and it just was going to be like logistically not a good idea for me to post something. And so I feel like I really missed you guys and I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. And I real quick just wanted to do like a check-in. Like, how are you guys doing? How's life treating you? I want to hear in the DMs. 
I want to hear from you guys. So maybe I'll post like a question sticker on the podcast Instagram and we can just do a little check in. Like, how are you doing? How's everything going? Are you feeling like there is a mindset shift from who the world is telling you to be versus who God tells you to be? Because I am feeling such a shift. Even just doing the series, like writing the episodes every single week and truly in it with you guys, like we are really really in this journey of self-transformation and just I feel like truly like a little caterpillar turning into a butterfly and I know that sounds like so cliche but I really just feel like we are learning to flourish together and that makes me so happy so how are you guys doing I want to hear from you let me know on Instagram I want to talk I want to hang out I feel like I'm in a very reflective headspace And that's because yesterday was our two-year anniversary of living in this apartment. So we're in year three now. We didn't originally think that we were going to live here for this long, to be honest. Like we kind of, I say we, I live with my sister and we just kind of came to like the general consensus, like we finally feel at home someplace. So like, why would we leave? And this feeling of feeling at home came at such a good time because I knew that I was going to record this episode. Like I said, the chapter really helped me to help to inspire me to write this episode. And when we moved into this apartment, we knew no one. Like I knew Lexi and that was it. We knew each other. We knew no one. When you move to a new place, it's so scary because you know no one. And a lot of times I've noticed at least the people move for a job and when you're moving or when you're moving for a new job, it's really hard to prioritize community. I think it's so crazy how so often people move for jobs. Like people will literally uproot their life for a job before they uproot it for a person or before they uproot it because they need to be closer to family. Like it's always about the job. And I get that because like job, your career, you gotta make money somehow, you gotta live. But oftentimes when you move to a new place, it's for a job. And that's exactly what I did. I moved here for a job knew no one, had no community, and I didn't prioritize community because I was working too hard at my job. Obviously, I never want to tell you not to work hard, but community is truly so much more important than extra hours at the office ever will be. It took me probably like eight to 10 months to realize that I'm not supposed to be lonely that being lonely is only making my depression worse, making my anxiety making my anxiety worse, making my panic attacks worse, worse. And eventually I convinced some people to be my friends and I finally felt like I had a community here and that changed absolutely everything. So through today's episode, I'm going to share with you guys how to establish friendships and then how to maintain those friendships specifically with your female friends because I love my guy friends absolutely adore my guy friends but there's just something so 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 special about female friendships about having a sisterhood with other women we just get each other on such a deep level and when you could find girls that can support you that can cheer you on that can just help you do life life gets so much better and like I said love my guy friends but this one is for the girls about the girls about having your girls so before we get into all of that, I did make a comparison chart. Okay, I got my that girl versus this woman comparison chart. And we are going to compare the that girl perspective on friendships to the this woman perspective on friendships. So 
that girl has a very narrow vision of friendships. The that girl trend in and of itself is pretty self-absorbed. It is focused on my habits, my lifestyle, my to-do list. Whereas there's really never been a friendship that I found successful when I've only focused on myself. So this woman knows that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time around. So she chooses people that call her higher, that are intentional with the things that they do and say around each other, with people who are truly high quality people that will make her life better. And that makes a much bigger impact than the hyper fixation on my lifestyle, my habits, my to-do list. That girl sees friendships as very surface level. Maybe she even craves being alone or being independent because the world tends to tell us that we're better off alone. This is a trap that I fell into so fast, like so, so, so fast. And when you listen to the idea that you need to be super independent, that you need to be alone, it's common to hear people say like, take yourself on a date, date yourself If you want something done right, you should just do it yourself. And while all of those things I feel like have good intentions behind them, there's truly something so, so, so beautiful about living in community. And I know for me personally, like there's never been a time for me where being lonely made me better. There have been times where sitting in solitude has been helpful, but only for a short while. And that short while allowed me time to be reflective, to re-energize, but being lonely, truly being lonely and exiling yourself from society, from community, from your friends only ever leads to more hurt than help. A couple statistics here, one in four people feel lonely. Um, Loneliness is sometimes more deadly than smoking 15 cigarettes per day. I don't necessarily know exactly how that translates, but it's as damaging to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. That's crazy. Um, Members of Gen Z, so typically the people listening to this podcast, um, report feeling lonely more than any other generation. We typically feel more lonely because of overstimulation, social media, and a dependency shift. And we lack real community because we think that we can find something similar on social media, which is somewhat true. But nothing beats that real human connection. Nothing beats sitting around the dinner table with your best friends, just like laughing over takeout. Nothing beats the feeling of grabbing grabbing a cup of coffee with a friend that you haven't seen in a while. Nothing beats the feeling of going and picking your girls up and being like, we're going out for a girls night. Like literally nothing beats that. And I so love social media and so love the phone for the fact that we can connect with people all over the country, all over the world. But truly, there's something so deeply special about living in community with the people that are closest to you in proximity. That girl is so dialed into her own wellness world, hustling with her head down, that she fails to realize that community is key. Let me say that again. That girl is so dialed in, hustling with her head down, so focused on the dream, that she fails to realize that community is actually key. Time and time again, my friends have shown me that I can get so much more done with them than I can without them. 
there's this video on YouTube. I want to see if I can try to link it in the show notes for you guys, but it's called the power of two. And it's this motivational guy. And he's talking about how one, I think it's a Bulgarian horse. Let me, hold on. Let me just pull it up because I just need you guys to hear this. All right. You got to skip to the middle of the video, but it's a good one. This horse has the ability, like, this is just a, like, general horse. We ain't talking about the more powerful one. 7,000 pounds. Are you hearing me? 7,000 pounds. It can pull All right, so he goes on to talk about how the Belgian horse can pull 7,000 pounds by itself. But then when you put two of these horses together, they can actually pull 25,000 pounds. So not just 14,000 pounds seven and seven, they can pull 25,000 pounds. So just a good little metaphor there about how the power of two can be so much more powerful than the work that you could do alone. So that girl has a very hyper fixated mindset on her own goals, her own to-do list, her own interests. She's grinding with her head down And she fails to realize that with a good community, she could pull so much more weight. She could do so much more. But this woman knows that. So first, we're going to talk about how to establish friendships. And then we're going to talk about how to maintain these friendships. So first and foremost, where to find friends? Plain and simple, where the heck do you find friends? Maybe you're living in a new city. Maybe you are living in the same city and you're like, dang, I really need to surround myself with people who call me higher. That's a very real thing. It's very, very real to outgrow your friendship. So that's okay. If you're currently in some friendships where you're just like, "Mm, I feel like I just don't really resonate with these people anymore. That's okay. You're allowed to outgrow certain people. And that just means that you've grown as a person. Maybe they've changed as a person. Your interests have changed. That's okay. It's okay. So no matter what your situation is, I don't really think that there's anyone who's ever said, I've had enough friends. I'm good. So I think that we can all kind of benefit from from these tips and tricks. Even I can. So where to find friends? Um, You have to really go out and do things that people who you might want to surround yourself with are doing. Oftentimes that's going out and doing things that you like because the people who are potentially going to be your friends are probably people who are already doing things that you like to do anyway. So you have to find common ground somewhere. So maybe this is, so maybe it's a friend who you meet in church. Maybe it's a friend who also works at a coffee shop that you like to work at. Um, Maybe it's a friend in a workout class. Maybe it's a friend who you see walking their dog in your neighborhood all the time. Maybe it's a potential friend that you meet at one of your hobbies, whether that's like a run club or a book club, pickleball, yoga, crafting classes, cooking classes. Like you really just have to start placing yourself in places, in activities, in things that people you might want to hang out with are going to be at too. I might have told the story before on the podcast, but one time I met a friend and we met at a bar. Actually, a lot of my friends that I know now we've met at bars, but it's one of those things where like you meet at the bar and then you bond over not wanting to be at the bar (laughs) and you're like, wait a second, we should be friends because neither of us want to be here right now. Um, Don't underestimate the power of meeting someone at a bar because 
a lot of my friends I've just met at the bar and we've just exchanged information and then made plans to do something outside of the bar. And oftentimes neither of us wanted to be at the bar in the first place. And that's why we bonded. Um, another one of my good friends, she actually came up to me at a coffee shop and was just basically like, Hey, we should be friends. I'm like, sweet. Sure. Um, and so I think that you really just have to be bold. You have to be brave. It's really scary to go up to someone and be like, Hey, you seem cool. It's almost like dating to some degree, like making friends is kind of like dating and it's a little awkward at first. You got to kind of test the waters. You're not sure if you can trust them. You're not sure if they're really into the same things that you are, but just kind of giving it a go and knowing that at first it's low commitment. Like you don't have to become best friends just like that. You can ease into a friendship. You don't have to give away all your secrets all at once. You don't have to trust this person wholeheartedly all at once. You can ease into it. And so somehow find common ground at some sort of location, even if it's the neighborhood clubhouse pool or or the bar, like I said, or maybe a restaurant or whatever it is, find common ground. Another cool way to make friends is through other friends. So if you meet one friend, oftentimes you're going to like their friends. So be the friend who networks, be the friend who introduces people. I have a couple friends in mind who are so, so good. Like some people are just such natural gifted networkers that they love to connect you with people and I love my friends that connect me with other friends because they're so good at it and they're like hey you know what you like this you should meet so and so and they're just so good at it and it's the coolest thing so if you have a networking friend give them a little bit of extra love because they just do the most and they're the best. I used to really, really struggle with hormonal acne, with painful periods, with cramps, PMS, you name it. I probably had the symptom and I was hormonally an absolute wreck. Okay, guys, I was hormonally an absolute wreck. Throughout the series of the podcast, I have shared different avenues in which I found healing. And one of those avenues has been healing with Funkit Wellness. I'm a huge fan of Funkit Wellness, specifically their seed cycling kit. I had Kate Morton, the founder of Funkit Wellness, on the podcast twice now. And the first time was back in, I think it was the summertime. And she taught me all about seed cycling. She taught me that during the month, your body is depleted in specific nutrients depending on what is going on in your cycle. And that can lead to hormonal imbalances. So when I started seed cycling, I saw such a change in my mood, in my skin, in my period symptoms. Funkit Wellness's seed cycling kit will equip you with the right seeds to take depending on where you are in your cycle. It's so cool and I feel so much more in touch with my body. I don't know if this is TMI guys, but I used to have really heavy, really painful periods and now I bleed for maybe a couple days. It's super light. I've never seen anything like it. It's the most beautiful thing and I have never felt better. I know that understanding my hormones and working to heal and nourish them through seed cycling has really, really contributed to helping to clear my acne. I had tried it all before. I tried the creams, the face washes, the pills, you name it. But really what changed the game for me was healing it from the inside out. And that started with Funkit Wellness. Something that I love about Funkit is that there are tons of different options for all kinds of hormonal concerns. So even if you're on birth control, you can still check out Funkit. 
Funkit was founded by a dietitian and all of their products are dietitian approved. Funkit uses fresh, high quality and organic ingredients so you can feel your best no matter what time of the month it is. If you're ready to embark on your hormone healing journey with me, check out Funkit. You can use code 8020, that's 8020 for 15% off of your order. Again, that's code 8020 for 15% off of your order at funkitwellness.com. Now that you've met someone at, let's say, a coffee shop or workout class, something in your general community has led you to a certain person and you guys have connected. How do you initiate this friendship? First and foremost, it's important to keep in mind that most people find initiating a friendship one of the toughest parts about making friends. And that's probably just because it's awkward. It's a little scary. It's a little bit intimidating. And like I mentioned before, it's kind of like dating. And you're like, hey, this girl seems really cool, but I'm not really sure if she like wants to be friends or, you know, she seems nice, but like maybe she could be kind of mean. Like you're just not sure. That's okay. You don't know this person. They're a stranger. It's okay to feel a little bit intimidated, but you have to build that connection and it's not going to happen right away. Very few times in my life have I met someone and right away I'm like, oh my gosh, you are a for lifer. Like I can think of maybe like, one and a half people that I've met ever in my life where I'm like we connected so fast this is so cool we are just gonna be tied at the hip forever and ever and ever like it's a very very rare thing and I think when that happens you gotta hold on to it but oftentimes that's not how it's gonna happen so you just have to trust the process trust that you're gonna build a connection and trust that it takes time you have to go out of your way to be nice and start a conversation and be the type of person that asks and invites and asks and invites and asks and invites and asks and invites because you're not going to necessarily get a yes right away. But remember not to force it. Like if you guys go get coffee, this literally sounds like dating advice. If you guys go get coffee and it's a little bit like, oh, like you're cool. Like, you know, I saw you in yoga and we could be friends. If you get coffee and you guys don't really connect, that's okay too. You're not going to be best friends with everyone, but it's cool to get to know someone. It's cool to grab coffee with a new person. It's cool to just start to initiate some sort of friendship. It's still fun to just meet people. And I think too, you also have to respect yourself and know that if you've reached out a couple times and this person just doesn't really seem that into being friends, don't take it personally. Don't force it. If it doesn't click, it doesn't click. And you'll find your sisters eventually but you should never beg anyone to spend time with you and you should never have to feel like anyone's like third string friend. You know, you should always feel like a priority when you're with the people that you're in front of. And if for some reason you don't, you definitely need to reevaluate what your role is in this friendship. So if you've explored some friendships, you've met some people, you're starting to feel like you've got a good group, you need to maintain these friendships. There's something so there's something so special about my female friends and I think that that's just because of the fact that girls get so deep with each other. Like we we get emotional, we get deep, we sit around and we just let each other talk and my friends that let me talk and my friends that just listen are some of my favorite people in the whole world because and you know roles reverse like I do the same for them. But I truly feel like my friends who have helped me overcome 
major obstacles in my life have quickly become more like sisters just because we really bonded over that shared experience. I really just so appreciate my female friendships for the fact that like we just get each other on such a deep level and that's something that like I mentioned before I love my guy friends but like the guys just don't understand what it's like to be a girl and so that's why I just adore my girlfriends so so much and so when you find good friends you got to maintain those friendships you got to keep those good friendships so how exactly do you do that? First and foremost, I think it's important to understand that one friend can't be your friend for everything. You need mentor friends. You need fun friends. You need mom of the friend group friends. You need organizational friends. You need the friend who documents everything. You need the party friend. You need the friend who listens. You need the friend who gives the best advice. You need the friend who's kind of practical. You need the friend who's kind of more of a dreamer. Like There are so many different roles that people can fill in a friendship. And one person is not going to fill them all. And that's why it's so important to have a group of friends, to have a community and not just one single friend who you think is going to be able to fulfill many, many, many different roles. Ultimately, I think that when you understand someone's strengths, where you understand where they fit into what role in your life, you can then in turn be a better friend to them and you can just kind of like nurture your friendship more because you can be like, oh, I have this specific issue. Let me go talk to so-and-so about it. And they'll just feel so just delighted and happy that they get to be a part of your life in this specific way because that's an area that they're really good at. You know, I wrote about this in my chapter a bit, but for me, the importance of friendship really came into play when I was really going through a lot of anxiety Um, a lot of disordered eating and a verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 12 25 anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down but a good word makes him glad and I really clung to that verse when I was going through a lot of darkness because I just kept saying to myself like don't let yourself be lonely I know it's so easy to be lonely when times are tough and when you're not in the best mental state But don't let yourself be lonely because the minute that you cut your friends off, the minute that you stop participating in your friend group, you're just going to make yourself that much more anxious and that much more sad. So anxiety weighs a heart down, but a good word cheers him up. So anytime I was going through something, I would call a friend. And I saw a reel pop up the other day and it said, even just eight minutes talking on the phone with someone when you are struggling with something can make you feel so much better can really talk you down and I'm not sure the exact statistic but it was like it can save you like hours worth of pain and anxiety I had a situation last week where things just I was like really taken by surprise really confused by something really sad I bawled for like 30 minutes and then I called a friend and then I called another friend And then the next day I talked to another friend about the situation that left me sad and confused. And she was like, okay, well, I'm sorry that that happened. You're coming over for dinner tonight and I'm going to cook for you and we're going to hang out. And having those two friends that were able to just kind of like talk me down on the phone and then having that friend say to me, you're coming over for dinner. You're not allowed to be sad or you're not allowed to be alone. That helped me recover from said situation so much faster than if I were to just like sit in my bed and cry and be sad and so I think a lot of times it's really tough to swallow our own pride and be like hey I need help but truly every single time that I have come to a friend and said hey I need help they've been so loving so supportive 
it's pretty obvious that we want to be there for our friends and that's pretty obvious advice like oh just like be a good friend be there for for your friends listen when they have a problem but I think it's almost even better advice to say let your friends be a good friend to you Jesus tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves but sometimes we are the neighbor sometimes we are the person that needs to be loved on and I talked about this in an episode about two weeks ago but about the whole like you can't love others until you love yourself kind of thing and I just think that that's so wrong like I think that that is so far from the truth because when you receive love from outside sources you get a really cool demonstration of what it means to be loved of what love is supposed to look like when oftentimes if we don't love ourselves if we can't love on ourselves in this moment because we're going through something we have a skewed depiction of what love should look like but when we reach out to people when we let other people love on us it makes life so much easier. When we think about the that girl trend, it's very self-absorbed. It's very, I don't have time for this. I only have time for my workout routine. I don't have time for this. I only have time for my to-do list. I don't have time for this. I only have time for my habits, my lifestyle, my whatever, my green juice, my dinner. Like it's all so focused on ourselves. But when we shift the focus to other people, when we shift the focus to living in community, truly living in community, letting people into the darkest, saddest parts of ourselves, life gets so much easier because you're not doing it alone. We were not meant to do life alone. Another important part of maintaining friendships is to be intentional with your time together. So I think it's really important to be intentional with the activities that you guys are planning to do together. So particularly in your female friendships, what are you guys doing that enhances your friendship that calls you higher are you doing a paint night are you doing a girls wine and cheese night are you doing a bible study are you doing some sort of hobby like pickleball or are you just sitting around and gossiping I love my female friendships because we get so emotional and we talk about so much but there's a very fine line between talking about our emotions processing our emotions processing the things that are going on in our lives and gossiping be intentional with your conversations. Talk about ideas. And if for some reason the conversation starts to trickle into gossip territory, which is talking badly about other people, talking about business that isn't really yours to share, I would highly encourage you to just shift the conversation back towards the two of you or shift the conversation to more of something, just anything but other people. There's a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt that says, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. So make sure that you are falling into that great mind category and discussing ideas, discussing big things, having big talk, not small talk. It's not really worth your time to sit around and talk other people because there's truly no benefit to that. So just check in with yourself, check in with the people around you, call each other higher and call each other out in a good way. And I think too, if you find yourself in friendships where your only piece of common ground is talking about a specific situation or a specific person, then I recommend you start to reevaluate that friendship or just shift the conversation and see if that happens to enhance the friendship. I want to talk a little bit about conflict because maintaining friendships means that at some point you will have conflict and nobody's perfect. It's not always going to be smooth sailing. So in order to maintain a friendship, you're going to have to enter into some level of conflict resolution and then forgiveness. Forgiveness is a whole entire podcast series in and of itself, but I think that when you invest time, invest energy 
invest in people, you're going to have conflict regardless. And so it's a really cool opportunity to practice forgiveness when people let you down, to practice forgiveness when things don't necessarily go the way that you thought they were going to go, when someone messes up. I mean, we're all human. No one's perfect. And this is something that I have really had to learn because I used to have a really childish view on friendships and if someone wrongs you just to completely cut them loose and I think too you have to be very you you have to be careful friendship is really at the end of the day a really cool opportunity to just lead with love and try to practice so much grace and just such a cool opportunity to be a part of other humans journeys on this earth and we were not meant to do life alone plain and simple. I feel like I'm beating the dead horse here, but we were not meant to do life alone. We were supposed to do it in companionship. And when we invite other people into our journey, it can make it so much more special. So I want to end with this verse. It's Psalm 133 verse one. How good and pleasant is it when brothers dwell in unity? I just absolutely love that because it is truly so good when we come together and we're, and when we're united. Um, Togetherness is so innate and important to us that I pretty much wrote an entire chapter in a book about it. So I wanted to read a little excerpt from my chapter to you guys to just kind of end today's episode. Um, This is on page 53 and it's from my chapter titled, I am your friend too. It had taken eight lonely months after my move to finally fall into friendships that felt more like family. Woven into the extracurricular activities of my adult life, whether that be a yoga class, a coffee shop, or a colleague whose role shifted from office coordinator to like a sister off the clock, were some of the deepest, most loving platonic bonds I'd experienced thus far. These were the types of friends who would show up to move couches, change flat tires, and fix car radios. They were the friends I could call at midnight during the middle of a crisis, or ones who would be on the other end of the line in the morning with advice. Friends who played along with my motivational sticky notes and always had a pep talk or a party at the ready. They raised the bar on what it takes to qualify as a friend of mine. Finally, it felt like I had a team in my corner. The time we spent together was good for the soul. We unraveled the highs and lows of our days over wine, kombucha, or whatever was flowing. The kitchen floor creaked as we danced to Chris Stapleton or disco lines, depending on who was in attendance. Laughter bounced off the paper-thin walls and echoed through the condo. It was always the contagious kind, where voices kept piling on jokes until laughter slipped into silence because it was just that funny. These were the moments when my fears faded. These friends showed up for the fun, for the laughs, for the togetherness, and for each other. There were no prerequisites to these friendships. They never asked me to fix anything about myself before I was accepted. In fact, some of the things I was so discouraged about, my emotions, my gentleness, my sensitivity, were identified as strengths, not weaknesses. I was encouraged to pursue my passions instead of putting them on pause. My light grew brighter for the things that I loved, and for the first time, I had nothing to prove. That was the easiest couple paragraphs to write. I'm not sure if I read that excerpt in the podcast yet, but it's one of my favorites because it was the easiest to write because it was, it's just so happy. Like, truly the visualization of like us sitting in like I'm in my living room right now recording this podcast and like I can just see and reading that just takes me back to like truly pulling out the guest room mattress mattress putting it on the floor watching a movie on the tv and just like laughing until we got a noise complaint or laughing until someone was like all right I actually need to go to bed and it was just so special and so I just hope that everybody finds friendships that are so deep and so loving and just so encouraging and beautiful and 
let this be a reminder that you deserve good people and let this be a reminder that you deserve a sisterhood that makes you laugh until you cry that picks you up when you're down that leads with love and calls you higher and know that you are so worth it so find those little pockets of friendship in your life seeds always grow when you tend to them so plant those seeds of friendship lead with love and watch them grow i love you guys so much i hope that you have a great rest of your week if you enjoyed today's episode please be sure to leave a rating and a review that just helps more people find and listen to the show love you guys lots and i'll talk to you next week